This is Wine, Women, and Revolution with your host, Heather Warburton. Hi, and welcome to Wine, Women, and Revolution. I'm your host, Heather Warburton. Tonight, I have a guest that I'm going to be interviewing, and we're going to talk about something that is very near and dear to my heart, and um, that would be catastrophic climate change and the people that deny it. But first, I'd like to introduce you to Christian Perez. You may have seen him on a couple of shows, but if you haven't, welcome to the show, Christian. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me. So first off, let's um, talk about your background a little bit. You are the host of Modernity and Absurdity. Yeah, so originally, like, I guess the, the, uh, the, what I always say is it was originally just a way for me to just chat about the things that were on my, my mind. I know a lot of fun people. There's a lot of things I like to talk about, but it really just kind of into me, turned into me talking about politics. So my first ever episode was on the uh, shooting at the church in Charleston a couple of years ago. And then it's kind of followed that, that, uh, that, that vein. I really am only interested in talking about the big thing, the big thing. So politics, culture, society. Um, I do have an interest in conspiracy theories. So I have been lecturing on that. And my most recent episodes of the modernity and absurdity podcast have focused on conspiracy theories. How did you get interested in conspiracy theories? You know what it was? I, I got my degree in political science from Kane University in 2006, got an MA in 2009, and I really just started listening to podcasts. I got into a lot of the uh, skeptical podcasts. I do consider myself a skeptic. I do think that as socialists, progressives, anti-capitalists, we do need to be a little bit more skeptical. Um, that being said, there's a lot of right-wing assholes in the skeptic movement, um, and they kind of need to get uh, cleaned out. But, uh, you know, I mean, I was taught about politics, society, and government. Um, I did the time, right? I got my degrees. I have the credentials. And I just started listening to podcasts, and I got interested. You know, first it was like UFOs. Let me get to the bottom of this UFO thing, you know? Um, I liked Bigfoot as a kid, right? So all this weird paranormal stuff, the uh, uh, urban legends, and why people start to believe these things, that's kind of what drew me in. But, you know, the 9-11 conspiracy theories, the JFK conspiracy theories, um, some of the more absurd stuff like reptile people and alien <laughs> control. Um, that, that's what drew me into it. It's like, here I am. I, I did the time. You know, I, I think a lot of it is, is ego, honestly. Um, I, I think I know what I'm talking about, at least we'll say 85% of the time. But, that's pretty good. You know, yeah. I think that's I go on, but you know, you go online, um, whether it's in a chat room or, you know, you're listening to media, people start talking about all kinds of crazy stuff and they start blaming Jews, people of color, Muslims, African-Americans. And, and it's basically, I was interested in the idea of why people believe things that are just not true. And right. Yeah. That's why I wanted to have more, you on the show to tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe, I mean, you're, you're more of an activist than I am, and you have the guts to go confront these politicians. I would either physically assault them or just not say anything. I don't think I have a gray area. But uh, I, like, on one hand, there's people like you, people like Diane, people like Brian, out there doing the work, the activists, putting in the time. And then there's people who are just like, oh, it's the Jews. Oh, it's the aliens. Oh, it's the aliens and the Jews. <laughs> and there, there's something missing there. Um, <laughs> there's a lot missing there, actually. And, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of what pulls me to it. I'm, I'm disgusted with people believing downright silly things, sometimes not so silly things. Right. And 
you know, tonight what we're going to be talking about is something very impactful. Basically, why I asked Christian here was I wanted to talk about, you know, catastrophic climate change is happening. There's no disagreement amongst the science community. Absolutely. You know, you know it's 99.9% of the scientists who study this stuff are like, here's the facts. This is going to be really, really bad. Yeah. But we still have people... And yeah. you know, I'm on an environmental committee in Atlantic County, and I have a climate change denier on the environmental committee with me, which really got me thinking, like, you know, how do people start believing that this is a Chinese hoax, for example? Well, yeah, I mean, so starting off with the whole Chinese hoax thing, I'm going to be honest, and I was a little bit disappointed because I really wanted to talk about that. So two points about the Chinese hoax, or basically the idea being uh, that the Chinese government or all Chinese people, I don't know, we, the Chinese, that, that amorphous term, they all got together and they conspired to invent this conspiracy theory called climate change so that they could swindle American businesses and governments into overtaxing their businesses so that they can overcome the U.S. economically. It's absurd. It's silly. And it really begins and ends with, uh, with Donald Trump. I uh, went online, I looked up the phrase, and it, it, it basically begins and ends with him. He's the guy, he just threw it out there one time. I have the quote here. He said, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was some nonsense about, um, whatever. He, well, it doesn't it's Donald matter. Trump. It's always nonsense. Yeah, Donald Trump. So it's always going to be nonsense. So he, he blames the Chinese. And this is a man who, who throws around the word hoax like, like you and I would throw around water in a, in a locker room. You know, um, he'll call, he'll call, you know, uh, uh, global warming the hoax. But uh, this, this, this silly idea that begins and ends with him, that's not a hoax. I mean, but the reality is the whole Chinese conspiracy theory that they invented global warming, that's just a lie that he made up and he put on Twitter. And, you know, either the media failed to fact check him, which is a big part. Uh, they did and he didn't care. And, you know, nobody really confronts him about it. But that conspiracy theory, it, it, it actually falls in with a number of similar conspiracy theories. What you're going to find with conspiracy theories is there's similar themes that are weaved in throughout them. Um, this distrust of government, this distrust of foreign governments, this distrust of foreign ideas. So whereas Trump kind of makes up this idea about the Chinese conspiracy theories, it's coming from someplace else. So there are pre-existing conspiracy theories about the U.N., Right. And how the U.N. is going to take over the United States, establish socialism, yada, yada, yada. And part of that plan is, uh, you know, uh, climate change is the Trojan horse that they're going to use. One of the many Trojan horses, the other being universal health care and educating children of color. But it, it could be pre-existing conspiracy theories about the supposed new, new world order, about the Illuminati, which was created and disbanded in the, in the 18th century. Right? These people haven't existed for 200 years, but they keep popping up as boogeymen because it's, it's easy to pull upon these pre-existing themes. So it, it really starts with this mistrust of government, this idea that we don't trust our government, we don't trust foreign governments, we don't sure as hell don't trust foreign people. And you know, sometimes it's the Chinese, sometimes it's the UN, sometimes it's the Zionists, sometimes it's the Satanists. It, 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 it's, there's, there's really a, a good number. You can go to a website called Rational Wiki, which does a good job of organizing kind of kooky ideas, and they have a whole subsection on conspiracy theories, and they really, they really do a good job of, of breaking them down. Uh, I mean, there's talk about, like, eugenics, 
Uh, they they want to like kill off people. I, I don't know how a lot of these conspiracy theories are supposed to work. Honestly, I'm more interested in collecting them than trying to find out the details and the minutia <laughs> of each one because they'll start to drive me nuts. And then I realize I feel like I can't trust anybody. And I start to think my wife is a reptile alien. <laughs> Well, I promise you, I am not a reptilian, although I guess I, probably that's what a reptilian say that, would say. You say that, I don't know. You might be getting the Soros checks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Brian is the man. Brian's getting all the money through Soros, and he's funneling it to us. That's why I live in this mansion here in Titton Falls. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Uh, but so, you know, the Chinese hoax then, obviously, is just oh God, Donald yeah. Trump just made it up. But He just throws it out there. Older. That's what he does. Uh, a much older, like you said, belief that somehow this is all just a big lie. It's, it's that, a big lie. That's the conspiracy theory, that, that we can't trust institutions, um, particularly- What do you think these scientists are getting out of this? That, that they're all just, thousands yeah, I mean, of scientists are just lying. Is there an end? Uh, again, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the meme. That's the meme that you keep hearing repeated because I keep hearing the same snarky remark on our behalf, you know, this idea that, all these scientists are kind of sneaking around and, and like, and we're talking like the, like we're talking, I guess conservatives assume that it's, there's only a hundred scientists on planet earth, not literally millions of people across, you know, countries, languages, belief systems, um, across disciplines, uh, paleontologists, geologists, virologists. I mean, any kind of ologist you could think of, they're all saying, look, it's the real deal. But you know, they, they, they distrust the government. They distrust, um, authority. And this is, this is what has added to, you know, the breakdown of public discourse. Donald Trump, and, and I, I think you'll agree with me here, there's a lot of liberals out there that think that if we get rid of Donald Trump, everything goes back to smiles and sunshine. Yes. That Obama's going to become president for a third term, and we're going to go back to being this, this, this happy-go-lucky society. They don't realize that Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is a symptom. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is a buffoon. Donald Trump is a cartoon character right? In one generation, hell, in a couple of years, there could be another Donald Trump who's smarter, better looking, more articulate, and just better at being a right-wing maniac than Donald Trump. And the same cycle will repeat itself over and over again. But, you know, Donald Trump is the result of this breakdown in public discourse. Um, thankfully, we live in New Jersey, where our education system isn't perfect, but it's still ranked in top two or three in the nation, which makes some people shudder. And it should. I worked in public education. I work on the community college level now. Education is important, but you know, we, 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 we don't respect it in the way that we should in this country. We underfund schools. We discredit teachers. We have you know, political pundits who spread misinformation purposefully. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, surprise, is a noted, um, what's the term, uh, global warming denier. You talk, You asked before, like, what, what do these scientists get out of it? And I have my list here of uh, global warming denialists. One of the most famous is a Senator Inhofe from, I um, can't remember which state he comes from, but he published a book. So it must be true, right? It's in a right, book. It's written down. By Senator, so it's obviously true. But in his book, which I'm not going to pay money for, and I'm probably not going to be read, not going to read, to be honest, he outlined his conspiracy theory that scientists, in order to secure more money for research, will exaggerate claims about climate change. And there's kind of like this whole climate change industrial complex, I guess. Oh, okay. Where <laughs> scientists and left-wing politicians and activists like yourself, Heather, shame on you, are in on this scam to 
defraud these helpless billionaires and their corporations out of their out of their profits. It, it's you have to under, like when looking at these conspiracy theories, you have to understand that if you're not a believer, these people look like absolute buffoons at times. And as an educator, I don't want to paint a broad brush because a lot of conspiracy theorists are incredibly intelligent, but not all of them are. And some mm. of these are just some some silly silly ideas, and I can't help but just roll my eyes or, or, or get nauseous at times with, with what some of these people believe. I mean, to deliberately profit off of misinformation and spread misinformation, either as a corrupt politician or a corrupt poli- uh, talking head, that's just, uh, it's anathema to, it, it, to me. It's something that I just, uh, it, it disgusts me. So that's, I guess, you know, the next part I wanted to ask is the follow-up to this. Of- yeah. So how do I go about talk, or how does anyone go about talking to somebody who's a belief, in belief, you know, has the belief that they're being deceived about, that it actually really is just false? Like, you know, the person on my environmental yeah. commission with me, when I mentioned the scientists and all those studies, and he's like, well, you know, it's really just who's funding those studies. Well, I mean, here, here's the deal. I mean, there's so many answers to that question, and I know this is a cop-out, right? But A, we would have to look at the actual conspiracy theory. And then B, we have to, A, we have, well, B, we have to accept the fact that most people aren't rational, right? People are irrational. They like to, quote, follow their hearts. We all know somebody like that. They always get themselves into trouble. And a lot of times they get other people into trouble. And then the third part, and I, I, I try to get my students to understand this, is some people are just full of shit. I mean, if a guy, if someone is telling you in 2019 that they don't think climate change is real. They are either completely ignorant of the science and uneducated, or they're just up to something. I mean, if you're sitting here saying, oh, it's a plot, all right, dude, it's not, what is the evidence of this plot? Who's making money? Because I know a lot of professors um, at state schools, like let's look at state schools. What, what are these professors driving? Like old Volvos? Right. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a 2016 Hyundai Accent that I bought used. And after that, I had a car for 13 years. I'm not raking in the dough. That's, those Soros checks are not coming in. So, we, 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 I mean, if, if you're going to talk to somebody on your panel, I, I think the idea would be hit them with as many rational arguments as you can. If not, sometimes you got to cut the fish loose and look at everybody else. Uh, hopefully, there's a number of people on this panel. Hopefully, if there are conservatives, some of them are more like you know, traditional or rational conservatives, and you could talk to them. Uh, every time this guy says something, I feel like be there to discredit him, discredit what he says. If he says something, no, this is wrong. These are the facts. This is a link to why that's wrong. If he is at a council meeting and he says something on the record, um, you could say, you know what, on the record, I have to say this is incorrect because X, Y, Z. And shame on me because I'm not 100% clued in on the actual science of climate change. I mean, I get it. Um, I can't debate on the topic. I'm more interested in why people would believe something. I mean, me, I learned about climate change in seventh grade. Thank you, New right. Jersey, comprehensive education. But a lot of people don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Atlantic County, South Jersey, people don't real. people roll their eyes at New Jersey. They see us as like this small little kid brother of New York. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that New Jersey really is this microcosm for the rest of the country. That once you go south of Monmouth County, you're in the southern United States. Once you go north of Monmouth County, you might as well be in New York City. And once you go west of Monmouth County, you might as well be in Pennsylvania, right? New Jersey has everything. We've got all kinds of people. And then we have these conservatives in these parts of New Jersey that just believe things, right? These are insular communities. These are very exclusive communities. These are communities um, that exile people 
when they think outside the box, right? This is why you have brain drain, going to the cities, going to the capital, because people leave these backward little towns and then want to go back. So they're suffering from cosmopolitanism. They're suffering from, from just general progressivism and they, they, they can't get better. And the cycle just repeats itself. So you have these parts of the country that are just like that. So you end up with the Bible Belt, which is also the STD Belt and the teen pregnancy Belt and all these other, other you know, negative or things that we, some people would consider negatives in that part of the country. They, they, they insulate themselves from any ability to change themselves for the better. Do you think someone who's predisposed to believe in conspiracy theories believes in a lot of different ones or do they just find one that they like to stick with? Here's the deal. You, me, black, white, rich, poor, North Jersey, South Jersey, Japan, China, it doesn't matter. Anybody can be a conspiracy theorist. Anybody given the right situation, given the right circumstances, can, can take on paranoid or conspiratorial beliefs. It can, there are studies that show basic office politics. There are studies that show uh, things like economic anxiety factors, like economic anxiety factors like an event like 9-11, any, anytime stress is caused on an individual or a community of individuals, that can lead to paranoid thinking, which is why it is oftentimes of great crisis that these demagogues will creep out of the woodwork and look for people to blame, right? So World War II, I'm sorry, uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, after World War I, you have the Great Depression, you have all these Germans, they're looking for people to blame. Well, they can blame themselves, they were undemocratic, they could blame their crappy leadership, they could blame the breakdown in international relations, they could learn international politics, they could learn international economics, or they could just blame the Jews. Or they could just blame the communists, right? So one guy is saying, well, no, the reason Germany is screwed up right now is because X, Y, Z, A, B, C. The next guy is going, well, it's the communists and the gays. Right? On top of that, you have a society in Germany where people don't really have a, a long traditional history with democracy. In the United States, we do have that tradition of, with democracy, but we have a tradition with very conservative authoritarian democracy. You could look at the Jim Crow South, right? That, that is not, that was a democracy, but it wasn't a free state, right? So right. democracies traditionally have always been authoritarian in some sense. There's never been like that free democracy, unless you're looking at like Spain or like the Paris Commune or, or something like that. But, um, you know, you have this breakdown, people don't believe, you know, the uh, learned, learned people in society, scientists, educators, you, let's throw in capitalism, right? Capitalism has afforded us a society, we could believe whatever the hell we want, right? I mean, capitalism, I could choose between Coke, and Pepsi, I can choose between being a, 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 a monotheist or a polytheist, and I can choose between whether or not my actions can lead to climate change, or I could just ignore it. And there's, I mean, there's, there's that. There's <laughs> uh, religious organizations and religious leaders that have gotten people to uh, uh, just believe things that aren't true, right? I mean, we have parents out there that don't want their kids to watch Harry Potter or read the books. But you can find all that stuff in the Bible, demons, witches, elves, magic, all that stuff is in the Bible. They hated people who liked, uh, what was it, Dungeons and Dragons and listening to heavy metal music. Well, I, I do both, right? But I, mean, <laughs> I just learned recently so cannabis is in the Bible. Oh, That's cannabis is in the help. Bible. There's so, many, there's so many factors for what can cause somebody to become a conspiracy, external factors, internal factors. Did you grow up in a household that is predisposed to conspiratorial thinking? Are your parents white supremacists who think Jews are behind everything? Well, there's a good chance you're going to be a conspiracy theorist. Um, are we looking at JFK conspiracy theories, right? Because I remember when I spoke in um, 
and uh, when we had the event in South Jersey, mm-hmm. Brian kind of chuckled at me because Brian believed in the JFK assassination. Well, that's incredibly realistic. Right? If, if we know that the government is responsible, the U.S. government and the CIA is responsible for killing people, assassinations. So it could be possible for them to kill someone like J- JFK. I don't know why they would. He was a lapdog for them. Right. But on the other end, we could talk about reptile aliens, abductions, Bigfoot and stuff like that. And that's also a conspiracy theory. So just because you believe in one conspiracy theory doesn't necessarily mean you're predisposed to believe in others. But there's a good chance you, 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 you can. Uh, there, are stu- there was a study done in Australia where they asked conspiracy theorists. One question was, do you think uh, the British royal family had Princess Diana killed? And they said yes. A lot of them said yes. But a lot of the same people that answered yes to that question also answered yes to the question, do you think Princess Diana is still alive? Huh. Okay. So yeah. So it's not about rationality. That's it's a about, very Schrodinger's cat. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's not about rationality. It's about do I trust authority? And in this instance, I don't mean political authority authority, I mean intellectual authority. Right? Do I trust doctors? Do I trust the journalists? Do I trust the scholars and the academics? Now I'm not saying you should take what everyone says granted and without criticism. You should. You should always ask questions. But at the end of the day, I mean some things are just settled. Right? We know that the dinosaurs were, were real. There are people that don't think dinosaurs were real. My brother had a friend, one of my brother's oldest friends. My brother loved this guy, and he tells him, um, I don't think dinosaurs were real. And my brother was like, what? Like, like, <laughs> my brother's like, what does it even mean? And he goes, and the guy's quote was, they could have put that there. And I'm like, by they, who's they? And by that, you mean millions of pieces of evidence, as in like, you know, whether it's not just insects, but just dinosaurs and mammals, like, like what? <laughs> like people, people, people tend to say things and just don't think them through. And that's, that's part of the problem. We need to stop and we need to sit, think these things through. And I, you know, I have a list of questions that, I, that I've, I've gotten off the internet of things we need to ask ourselves when we come across these certain conspiracy theories. Like who benefits from it? Like do, do the Chinese benefit from spending? The Chinese don't care. They're, gonna, they're an authoritarian society. They're going to pump whatever the hell they want into the sky, right? And they're going to do whatever they can to undermine us economically. But, you know, Trump just puts his nonsense out there and he doesn't, he doesn't care. I'm sorry, that was a long, crazy, rambling answer. But you might be able to edit something. <laughs> right, I think the original question, he did answer the question of are some yeah. people just predisposed. I'm, I'm very long-winded. That's just how I am. I, there's a lot I got to get out there because people, I, I, the faces you're making, these are the same faces that I get all the time. I gave a, I gave a, um, a presentation a couple weeks ago and there were about... 60 senior citizens and I told them that fact fact about princess die and I, I saw some of them shudder I was like I, I don't don't you, it's gonna hurt yourself when you when you go too deep on some of this when you try to think about it too much <laughs> yeah I mean people just like just my wife is Jewish well, because you want to apply rational thinking to these sorts of things right you know you're like yeah. okay I'm a rational person what is your line of thought that gets you there yeah it's all rooted in mistrust right mistrust of outsiders mistrust of other people so that it could be Jews it could be Muslims it could be Mexicans and Central Americans at the border it could be women it could be you know the LGBT community it, it's people not knowing what other groups are doing and not finding out about it and then getting their news through, you know, perverted and corrupt leaders. It's, it's demagoguery, you know, um, just, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Look at how immigrants at the border are treated. Some single, some uneducated single mother from El Salvador 
with two or three kids who are sick, how is she going to overthrow the U.S. government and the U.S. military? But people don't think that. They think, oh, they're coming. What, some, 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 some out-of-work school teacher from Guatemala is going to overtake the, like, come on, keep it, keep it moving. But people don't think these things through. They react. And honestly, we got a lot of low lives in this country. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump blames Mexicans. He says Mexicans are rapists. When he, when he, when he openly admits to groping women, it's not an if. Right. It's not a maybe. On video or on recording. He admitted to it. He bragged about it. Right. This isn't it. People love it. They love him. You know, they they like that. We have people who are tacky and in poor taste and just sleazy people who, who, who like that. You know, a lot of people did it because they thought it was funny. A lot of people did it for economic reasons. And those are billionaires. Other people did it because they're bigoted. You know, he's, he's speaking to that bigotry. And as I said before, we live in a world where you can accept your own reality. And they live in a reality where Mexicans want to rape people and black people are shady and Jews are criminals. And that's, he, he affords them that reality. And that, that's what it is. It, it's a different reality. It's not the world that we live in. So that seems like a good place to take a break right now. We're just going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with Christian Perez. Hi, I'm Kate McLaughlin. On my show, Healthcare Confidential, I will examine the issues that are affecting your health and well-being in New Jersey and around the country. I will bring my 20 years of healthcare experience to inform you about what insurance companies and hospitals don't want you to know. So join me on my bi-monthly Healthcare Confidential show right here on New Jersey Revolution Radio. Hi, this is Madeline Hoffman. I'm a member of the Green Party of New Jersey and last year's Green Party candidate for U.S. Senate. And you're listening to Wine, Women, and Revolution on New Jersey Revolution Radio. And we're back now with Christian Perez. So what about the other side of that, where people say they believe in climate change, but then refuse to take any sort of action that would have an impact on that? Yeah, I mean, so in in politics, there's what's called the principal-agent relationship. Us, the voters, elect the the politicians, the principal, in the hopes that they're going to do our bidding, that they will act as an extension of our will. Um, and, And that's good, and that's, in most cases, that's how it should be. But there are just dishonest politicians, right? There are people who want power. They see politics as a way to cash in. 85% of lawmakers in this country are either businessmen or lawyers. Um, there are a lot of good businessmen and lawyers, but these are not disciplines that are known for their trust and their honesty. That's the reality of the situation. And in a state like New Jersey, it's very hard in some places to be elected as a Republican. So you could be a Democrat. Uh, and you could accept all these Republican policies. So I know, I know you wanted to talk about a certain Southern uh, Jersey politician. <laughs> a certain South Jersey politician who believes South that Jersey the Green New Deal is un-American. Yeah, who had, I had to look this up, a 100% rating from the NRA, yes, right? Yes. Those arms manufacturers and their lapdogs in the, in the NRA over families and school children who are legit terrified of facing the actual reality of gun violence, which is something this guy didn't have to do deal with when he was a kid i mean the guy's crap on the environment too like i don't even, I don't even know clean water that. action yeah like who's against clean water like these <laughs> people that are, like i don't i just don't get it like like yeah i mean who, whoever had a glass of water and says nah let's throw some shit in there you know i don't like who who does that 
right? Like, who, who wants to go through the middleman of buying bottled water? We shouldn't have bottled water, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, how, how do we address these politicians? I mean, uh, we got to get these bums out of office. I, mean, <laughs> I that's tried. I, I, I'm definitely I mean, working on that. Yeah, I mean, so there's a couple ways to do it. You could do that within the party, which we know in a state like New Jersey um, is incredibly frustrating, and you're going to have your efforts stymied. I mean, you could go. You could go to some politician and say, hey, here's a certain law that's written, you know, it's, it, it, it's unfair and it, it helps the established uh, incumbent or it helps the incumbent. You know, these people aren't going to go, oh, you know, thanks for pointing that out. We're going we're gonna to make everything. No, they don't care. These are all party hacks and party bosses that want to make things better for themselves. So if the party isn't working out, I mean, I know you're very involved in the Green Party. New Jersey Revolution Radio is very involved in the Green Party. I voted green in the past. Um, I am a registered Democrat just so I could vote in the primaries. I know. Shame on me. Shame on me. Uh, hey, I, I like individual Democrats. I just hate your yeah. party. Yeah, I mean, that, hey, well, it ain't my party. It's <laughs> a party. <laughs> but, I mean, there, there's no way to stop these people other than grassroots action. I mean, it's very hard to defeat incumbent politicians. They have the money. They have the name recognition. Something like 70 to 80 percent of incumbents always win these re-elections. Um, it's very hard, especially in a state like New Jersey. New Jersey is New Jersey, New York, and Chicago kind of have we kind of have our own political culture. It's it's the lines are blurred between parties. It's not like this ain't Vermont and it ain't Mississippi. It's our own little world where allegiances and alliances can change. In a state like New Jersey, I mean, in a place like the South, if the Democratic Party, even if there are good Democrats, if the institution doesn't allow, if there's no mechanism for change, then you, you have to go outside the party. But I think social media should be a big tool. Um, you do a lot of good work uh, confronting politicians. They need to be confronted in their offices. They need to be confronted at the state house. They need to be confronted at social media. Um, the right has done a really good job at, uh, you know, bombarding the internet. And I think the left should be a little bit more organized at that. And I, I think that's the only way to do it. Uh, you know, you can't just slap a politician in the face. You can't just run them out of town and tar and feather them as much as we'd like to. Um, you have to do it. You have to do it the hard way. You have to do it through old fashioned campaigning, electioneering, and uh, just seeking the truth. These, these established Jersey Democrats, they're not going anywhere. They are comfortable in the fact that knee-jerk reaction, all New Jerseyans are going to vote Democrat. And they're okay with that. They know that they have that on lock. Mm -hmm. um, they might not always have the governorship unlocked, but their party, their support, especially in the urban centers, they have that on lock. And as long as you call yourself a Democrat, you can say whatever you want. And in South Jersey, you can appeal to both. You know, Joe Blow, who doesn't know, says Democrat, clink, I'm going to vote for that Democrat. The next guy who's a conservative can say, hey, I like this guy. He aligns with my conservative values. It, it's, it's a game that they play. But the only way to do it is just beat them is by doing the work. There's no sexy way to do it. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, there's not. <laughs> so I wanted to close out with something, try yeah. to end on a more optimistic. Yeah, definitely. It's very hard to be optimistic when you read some of this. <laughs> Are there successful cases of people being, I guess, I don't want to say deprogrammed from believing in conspiracy theories, but is there success in that line of yeah, action? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, the, the key to ignorance, the key to hate, the key to democracy is education. We need to educate people. Um, we are not going to save everyone. 
You are not going to, if, if, you know, some of these white supremacists, white supremacy is a conspiracy theory. Fear of Jews and Muslims and blacks, that's all conspiratorial thinking. Some of these people are beyond salvation. But you can look to instances of Klan members, neo-Nazis coming out of those movements, becoming anti-racist activists. You could look at a lot of uh, anti former anti-LGBT religious leaders and uh, members of religions who um, basically change their mind. You could talk to people who have relatives that are gay. You know, if you're a bigot or, or anti-LGBT or you know someone who's changed their mind, what was it for them? I mean, a lot of times it's realizing that we're more alike than different, right? Black people are like that. Muslims are like that. I'm going to stay away from them. But when you find out, hell no, these people have the same fears, the same anxieties that we have, that, that's a way to do it. I mean, you're not, if a guy thinks that aliens are coming and snatching people out to deliver them to democratic pedophiles in the pizza place. Um, I don't know if you can change that person's mind, right? But if they believe, you know, and for instance, like one of the conspiracy theories that uh, I think gets a lot of support is the big pharma conspiracies, right? This uh, problem is the, the pharmaceutical industry is so corrupt and so shady that people just don't believe them. So if you already don't trust a distrustful uh, industry, it's easy to not believe other things. But you have to get into the nitty gritty. You have to find out what the actual conspiracy theory is, what it is they're saying, and then open up a history book. Open up a political science textbook. Educate yourself. Take a class. Um, there's a lot of shit on the internet, but there's a lot of really good resources on the internet. Uh, PBS. There's a really good uh, uh, a podcaster named Brian Dunning. He's got a, a podcast called Skeptoid. He's got a web series called In Fact. There are a number of podcasts you could check out. Anybody can email me. If, you're, if they're interested, email me, perezpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll get you the sources uh, I need. There's volumes and volumes of free sources out there to educate yourself on conspiracy theories. I pay for very little uh, sources. I could, there's people giving away some of this stuff for free, and a lot of it is just education. We have to find out what people believe and then start breaking it down. Well, what do the experts say? What do the scientists say? What do the teachers say? What do the journalists say? And who is making these claims? Who, you know, is it some guy from some website you've never heard of? Or is it the New York Times? Is it Time Magazine? Is it, you know, your local newspaper? Or is it, you know, Breitbart.com? Like, they're, they're just these people who, like, like Donald, if Donald Trump says the sky is blue, there's probably an 85% chance the sky is going to be orange because that's how much, how much, how many lies come out this guy's mouth. So they're like, just right off the bat, know that Donald Trump doesn't have your best interests or the truth at hand, right? Know <laughs> that, that, that when it comes to climate science, maybe we shouldn't be listening to what Exxon says when it comes to uh, whether or not tobacco causes cancer. Maybe we shouldn't consider Philip Morris scientists on it. Maybe we should look at more objective scientists, but the way to, defeat crappy politicians, the way to uh, educate ourselves and insulate ourselves from conspiracy theories is just through education. We need to get to the root of what causes white supremacy. Look at uh, uh, the result of economic anxiety. Look at the, 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 the backlash of multiculturalism, because that's all this is. It, it's backlash to the last, you know, two, three generations of the conservative onslaught on our fragile democracy.
That's conspiracy theories, Donald Trump, uh, wars in the Middle East. This is all a symptom of end times capitalism. I don't want to say end times capitalism. That's kind of creepy. Of just late stage. End stage, yeah. <laughs> late stage, stage capitalism. End times capitalism. I sound like the weird. I mean, that uh, is also accurate, I'm sure. <laughs> but, but, but that's what it is. I mean, the, this this is the result. I mean, you defund public, public education. You disrespect teachers and scientists. Crappy politicians. You know, um, Gwyneth Paltrow giving medical advice like she knows what the hell she's talking about. Rob, all these people who are famous in the 90s that are creeping out of the woodwork now to add their two cents, all these people have led to this erosion of, the, of, of public conversation and the public discourse. And these are the results of that. Donald yeah, Trump. And I think that, you know, Trump. people feel they might be a little more safe or secure being, you know, in the Democrat Party. But yeah. think of how many people have told me that I'm Russian? I'm a Russian troll. You, what? Uh, you know? I, don't know. I mean, look, I, I once likened it to a friend. I said, imagine you're in a hot rod. Or imagine you're in a train and the train is going really fast, but there's two trains, right? And both, one train is going really fast. The other train is going kind of fast. And at the, end of the, at the end of the line is a brick wall. And that Republican train is moving at 300 miles an hour and it's going to hit that brick wall hard and it's going to explode. That Democratic train, it's facing that wall, but maybe it's only going half the speed, right? The Democrats are good only in that they, only when they run against Republicans. Um, that's Democrats in general. I mean, again, individual Democrats, local Democrats, there's a lot of really good local Democrats. I don't want to bust them. But the institution of the Democratic Party, the corporate leadership and the corporate funders of the Democratic Party, the, they, they might, they're just Republicans. Um, was it uh, Michael Moore? He wrote a book called Stupid White Men. He said that Bill Clinton is the greatest Republican president we've ever had. And that's what Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton would have been the greatest Republican president we ever had. Barack Obama was the greatest Republican president we ever had. And that's, and that's what it is. They're all capitalist class, you know. That's, it's all capitalist class. I mean, but again, like Barack Obama, I mean, you could do a book on just him and the conspiracy theories about him, the terrible homophobic things said about him and his wife, um, just bigoted, ignorant, and just downright silly things said about him. Why? Because he's black. He makes these people feel uncomfortable. So they start to believe things about him. And that's, that's what it is. It's ignorance. Ignorance causes all these things. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Christian. It was a really great conversation. Well, I hope I didn't bore you. There's always a lot for me to say, and I, I tend to ramble. So, hey, there it is. No, you did not bore me at all. It was very interesting and very helpful. And hopefully my listeners will get a little bit of perspective on, you know, when they're talking to these people that come up with these outlandish and unbelievable theories, how yeah. you might be able to have any sort of conversation with them and also to understand how their thinking is working. Yeah. I mean, well, if anybody has any idea, if anybody has any funny stories or anecdotes, um, situations, anything that they want, um, I'm all about answering emails. So again, they could email me perezpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Modernity and Absurdity, um, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, you can find the podcast. Um, reach out. I just love to chat. I love to share resources. If anybody wants to give me something, you know, send me something, send me something through email. If there's a book or an article or a meme I should check out, send it to me. I'm always, always looking for stuff. It's, it's a minor obsession. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. To my thank listeners, you. thank you for being here tonight. We appreciate you so much. The future is yours to create. Go out there and create it.